0: Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottage core life. Today, we're going to cover a topic that's going to be fun and cute and super dainty, but it'll be a little durable too. If you like to collect things, then this is definitely something that might tickle your fancy. If you like things that are delicate, this is definitely along your line. So, enough with the teasing. You know, I'm not really good at the teasing part as far as, you know, what the topic will be. Today we're going to talk about something that some people collect and other people don't. You may have never heard of them, or you may actually be a collector of them. We're talking about... But first, open up your big book of stuff because we're going to have to turn to the little section. It's a really small section about handkerchiefs because today we're going to talk about handkerchief cards. And if you already collect them, you're probably smiling from ear to ear. If you're not a collector, you may wind up becoming one. So let's get started. Hey, shout out to this episode sponsor, us. Look for our new book that came out in our series. It's um, Our Magical Cottagecore Life, Grace and Joy in Everyday Living. It's part of a series. It, the rest of the books in the series will be out later this year. It's a quick cookbook. It's a quick recipe book. But look for us on Amazon. I'm going to give the link in the description in the episode. But um... Look for My Magical Cottage Cottagecore Life, The Quick Recipe Book. And again, it's part of our series, Grace and Joy in Everyday Living, you know, so I hope you'll enjoy it. It contains uh, recipes that are easy to follow, nothing difficult, nothing involved. Well, maybe the jambalaya, but it's pretty simple and straightforward. Deliberately, I have not numbered the pages in this book. I want you to find them. I want you to find them like a mushroom hunt. I want you to just open the book at things at random and have a good time. I left you plenty of rooms for notes on the pages in this book on purpose so that you can write down any insights you have, any changes you'd want to make. And at the back of the book, I also left you a section just for writing notes on recipes you might want to add. You might want to change something. Who knows? I'm not the boss of you. I hope you'll enjoy this book, and I hope you'll give it a a shot Um, I want you to really enjoy life and this is one way to give you an insight into what my life is really like when I'm eating so I want to eat together with you (laughs) this is is the only way I can do it because I can't just pop into your kitchen that would be weird so definitely give it a look out a look-see and let me know what you think okay back to the show So I suppose first we need to get back into what is a handkerchief and almost anyone knows what a handkerchief is. Now I know that in my regional accent I'm saying handkerchief and I get it and the shortened version of that in my region would be hanky but in actuality handkerchief is not pronounced handkerchief. A good friend of mine told me that some of the people listening to this podcast may be listening to it to help them with their conversational English in other countries because I do have a large amount of people listening from other countries. So let me just tell you now, it is pronounced handkerchief because it's a handkerchief. But no one says handkerchief. No, no, no one's saying that. We say hanky. We say handkerchief. The D is silent, so. <laughs> at least in my region, at least in the Midwest, is a handkerchief. And if you are unfamiliar with that term, a handkerchief is basically just a really small square of uh, material, usually a little cotton or a little linen. And now we have you know, paper ones, paper handkerchiefs, and usually you use them to wipe away if you're sneezing, uh, the, the sides of your mouth, if you're eating in public, It's something that you would carry everywhere you went. But let's look into why it is that people might collect these. Now, people collect these um, by themselves without any kind of cards or anything else because it's just one of those genteel arts that people like. And when I say genteel, I don't mean gentle. I mean, genteel, G-E-N-T-E-E-L, and that's a specific word, and we're not going to have a vocabulary lesson, but that's what that is. So, I know I used to collect them. I have one very special handkerchief that I, see, I said handkerchief because I wanted to tell you how to say it properly. Oh, no. I have one really special handkerchief that I have that's from my mother, the one who raised me, because, you know, as, as you know, in this podcast, I think I've already told you that. I was fostered through kinship, so I have two moms and two dads, and I call my mother my mother, my mom my mom, or my mama, so I have a handkerchief for my mama that um, is one of her estate, it's like one of the last things I have of her, and I have it next to her picture on a very special shelf, and it's really pretty, it's white uh, based, and it has violets and pink flowers, I think they're peonies, uh, all around the edges of it. And it has a little bit of an edging on it. And it's very special to me. But I collect them when I can. Now you often see handkerchiefs at this point in the men's stores because they put them in their liners in their pockets uh, as an accent. Uh, many women don't use them any longer if they're linen because, you know, obviously germs. But that that's one of the things that I do look for when I was giving my daughter her clothing outfits for church or other organizations because you know we we we're multi-religious here um we would definitely uh, look at what kind of handkerchief I was going to send with her and she was really tiny and she still had a handkerchief that was in her baby bag because that's just what you do Now, the thing is, you have to remember there, I want you to picture in your mind this little beautiful little chocolate girl and she's wearing this periwinkle eyelet looking dress and it's starched to within an inch of its existence because I used to boil starch and put my daughter's dresses in them. Yes, I was that mom. I used to boil starch. Spray starch is fine. I'm not judging you, but my little girl had boiled starch in her clothes and then i would press them over and over again so they would be soft and stiff at the same time and when she was running around getting into everything that dress didn't move boy that dress was that dress was like rigid like like battleship ready i mean it wasn't moving okay she was squared away so <laughs> okay so but she had her handkerchief in the um in her baby bag so everywhere she went and as she got older i would continue to make sure she had a handkerchief well, where did that come from? Well, when I was younger and I had to go to Mount Calvary Methodist Church on Seven Mile Road in Detroit, um, I would definitely have my own handkerchief. I had my white patent leather quilted purse. It was a tiny little purse. I had a quarter or a 50 cent piece for the collection plate. And I had my linen handkerchief. And you'd better know that that handkerchief was absolutely pressed within an inch of its life and it smelled so good and it there's a smell they get especially when they come from an older woman's drawer they get a smell because older women uh, keep different sachets of scent in their drawers or it just smells like good linen you know how a linen closet can smell so definitely it had that smell so when you open up the purse that's what you would smell and the, the handkerchief would always smell that way and I have found that using a handkerchief after eating forbidden chips at church is really a good way to get the oil off your fingers. So now that we've gone down memory lane, um, or memory pew, let's gonna, it's not just there that you find the handkerchief making its debut. Uh, there are people who have little handkerchiefs that have nothing to do with traditional western Uh, Judeo-Christian Protestant churches. There are people in other religions who also carry handkerchiefs. I'm looking at you, Manbo. Um, But yeah, so they have different colors handkerchiefs and they also, you know, we use them in their services. Oftentimes uh, they're a solid color and the colors have significance and they wear them uh, or carry them or put them in their altars. So the handkerchief has a long history with Uh, being uh, part of the people's belief systems of carrying them whether just for an affectation or for a very specific reason so the, the handkerchief is not going out of style it's not disappearing it's just that they're in pockets of society you get that you get that joke right there pockets of society keeping a handkerchief in your pocket get it why are you groaning come on that was a good joke that was a good one So now that we've gone through all that, and of course, theres I don't want to forget, there's the last uh, one that's most popular, and those are bandanas, and bandanas actually are a form of handkerchief, and those are specifically a larger thing. Um, Oftentimes, they have a paisley or other print on them. You see them in uh, different people wearing them on their heads usually or around their necks, and, though, and sometimes around the wrist. I remember when I was in school in the 80s, we used to wear uh, those particular bandana handkerchiefs on our, our wrists and our ankles. That was back when you could wear them and nobody would question why you're wearing them. <laughs> our cowboys wear them. Uh, people who work on job sites wear them. They used to wear them in the South if they were in the mine or in the North. So that handkerchief is very, very popular as well. And um, you may hear my husband in the background hi honey so if you um, if you have a chance to uh, you can pick up a couple of those and the good thing about the bandana handkerchief is that you can actually carry it uh, to be a help it's not just a, a fashion accessory it's not just for covering your face or covering your hair it's also large enough to actually be a bundle that you could use it to carry a a small bundle of snacks. You can carry medical supplies in it. You can use it as a tourniquet. You can use it as a sling if it's large enough. So learning how to use the different kinds of handkerchief is something, as far as those kinds, the bandanas, is something I highly recommend. And if you're wondering why I know that, go, go Girl Scouts here in Michigan. You know, I I was a Girl Scout, but our troop leader stole our money so we never got to go to camp. So, you know, is is Detroit, what do you want from me? It is what it is. And now that we've gone all through all of that, let's get to handkerchief cards. Now, handkerchief cards are another form of collectible. They are like a greeting card, I mean, they actually are a greeting card for all intents and purposes, but the difference is the card is made so that there's a handkerchief attachment. It goes through a slit usually and it's usually done in such a way that the handkerchiefs looks like the bottom of a skirt on a woman. So on the front of the card there's a, a woman right there and you know it cuts off at her, her torso and the handkerchief is slipped through and the bottom of the card um, is covered by this handkerchief sticking out or the skirt looks like a bunch of ruffles. Usually they are the ones that have the decorations on the edging. My husband's in the background eating Doritos, so it's okay, I'm not sponsored by Doritos. You can probably hear him. Say hi, Kyle. Hi. See, he really does exist. And the other way is sometimes the handkerchief is seen as like the top of a bundle of flowers or something. But one of the things you can always be um, sure of in a handkerchief card, don't open that door, do will hit the washing machine. One of the things you see is it happens in real life here. Um, one of the things you can be sure of is that the handkerchief will be very decorative, very pretty, and something you wanna collect. And you wanna collect the card and the handkerchief together because that's how a collection works. can make these handkerchief cards on your own and you can use decoupage to help you make them. Not everybody can draw. I'm just being honest. Not everyone has that artistic hand to be able to draw your vision, but you can make your own kind if you, if you can draw. If you do have that gift and that skill and that discipline, go right ahead. You can draw your own handkerchief card. Just get yourself some greeting card stock there are actually greeting card kits that come with the cards made that are blank and you can draw it on there or paint it on there but if not if you're like the rest of us you can decoupage different images onto the blank greeting card or to the cardstock and make your handkerchief card that way. There are video tutorials I'm sure online and you could definitely follow them step by step but one of the best things I can recommend is that before you do anything else. You choose the handkerchief you're going to feature in this card. And part of that uh, selection process is to find where they are. And if you're not able to find them near you, let me give you some hints. If you're in Michigan, if you're specifically in the Detroit area and Detroit proper, the easiest way to find good handkerchiefs is to find your local church lady store. Find the church lady store. Find the first lady store. Find the church mother store. You know them when you see them. Usually there's a milliner nearby who makes fine hats. And you go in there and you you look and you see those, those beautiful suits that, you know, just they're just awesome. They're they're starting at three and four hundred dollars for the for the back pews and up. You will find a, a counter with handkerchiefs in them. But what if you can't you know you can't afford that? What if you can't afford to go to those stores? What do you do? I've got you. You start off you start off small and you go to the beauty supplies here. The beauty supply stores that sell clothing, some of them actually do still carry handkerchiefs. And specifically, if you go to Detroit to the southwest side, you have a greater chance of finding them because they often uh, carry the old ways, the old traditions of having different kinds of kerchiefs. If you go to, um, I want to say, Seven Mile area, not far from Woodward to that area, you will find the remnants of the original Chaldean community. Some of them still have the, the specialty stores. But not so much because they've moved up toward 15 mile now. So you can find them there, if you. And then, and this is very much regional, and you can tell because I'm I'm saying it the way I am. If you go to Hamtramck, you should be able to find handkerchiefs. That's a really good spot. Not so much in Highland Park as far as the specialty stores, but you can also go to department stores, and sometimes they carry handkerchiefs uh, that are just you know around Easter time you can find them there of course if you're crafty you can make your own handkerchief who told you you couldn't do it now here's the thing it's not the same as buying it pre-made where they have the print already on it but that's okay if you can embroider you can make your own embroidered handkerchief you're just going to have to go to the fabric store, get yourself some nice linen, uh, especially if you're making um, something that's delicate, and you know, cut it to size, of course. Give yourself about a quarter inch seam allowance, because if you're going to like do scalloped edges or something like that, you definitely want to give yourself some room to experiment if you've never done it before. If you want to print the edges of the handkerchief, you could either tie dye it. I know that's not supposed to be the way we do it. Or you could actually... Uh, do something like actually um adding flowers you know there's flowers you can add to garments you could do that the only thing is is that when you do that it kind of messes with the functionality of the handkerchief of course there are the the extra you know the extra fu- you know textured ones you can but if it's just something you're keeping in your pocket you know or in your purse rather or in your dick de- you know decolletage or you're in between your uh, your bodice there you don't want to have something that's too much you don't want to have something that it has a lot going on but if you don't care if you are over the top and you want it go for it I'm not gonna stop you oh also also don't forget there's another handkerchief I forgot if you were from a certain village in Iraq and you're a descendant of that village of that group of people and you're going to a wedding you know what I'm gonna say I'm gonna talk about the wedding kerchief. You know what I'm talking about? Where you add the coxcomb to the edges, the palliates, or the spangles to the edges, and you you do that, and it's made out of chiffon usually. Yeah, that's the other handkerchief we have here in Michigan that that everybody knows about, and that's something that you make from from scratch. Uh, You pick the colors and everything. I know, because I used to sell those materials, and I used to do that, so I know about that. We're very cultured here. know that as far back as the 20s like i know 1929 it really stands out that they used to sell collections of handkerchief cards you could actually order them from catalogs or go to stores and get really just adorable collections where they would either be one or three and they had these custom-made cards that were specifically designed just for this particular gift, and people would collect them. It was one of those things. If you think about it, you know, back then things were made a lot better. They were made to last, and you can still find these cards around, but it's not that easy. It's it's almost impossible to find them without really being in a collector's circuit. I think you'd have a little bit better luck looking for the Burmels. Uh Is it Burmell? Yes, yes, I'm pretty, yeah, yep, it is, I'm pretty sure, I'm certain. It's the Bermel vintage handkerchief cards. They were in collections, and I think you can find them a lot easier, but even them, those are a little bit more difficult to find. They have the cute little people on them, they have the the nice little uh, images of children or other uh, cute little faces that you can find, and they have the most adorable handkerchiefs inside. It was something to actually share with children or share with loved ones. As you grew up, mothers would give them to daughters. Grandmother would give them the grandchildren. It's it's one of those things that is part of Americana that people have forgotten, except for different little subsets of society. And when I say subset, I mean as far as not being part of the main group. It doesn't mean that it's any lesser than. It's just different. fact, handkerchiefs at one point were so important and so much part of the dominant culture at that time, that Vogue magazine actually uh, wound up having a, a handkerchief of the month, a hanky of the month. Now, I want you to think about that. Vogue is pretty big time there, and for them to have dedicated some of their their brand space to handkerchiefs is is amazing there was even a designer at one point who was known to be able to put out designs of handkerchiefs at that time um let me remember let me me, um her name was hanky tricks like seriously hanky tricks not t-r-i-c-k-s but it was t-r-i-x Like the American sugary cereal that everybody loves with the rabbit. Which makes it really in tune with us. Because you know, here on My Magical Cottagecore life, what is our image? The rabbit. The bunny. So it works out. See how everything's connected? But if you want to go way back, and I mean way back, you can go all the way back to World War I, like World War I, and find um, actual silk postcards and silk letters, like I'm talking about the actual stationery, like the envelope and stuff with silk, that was actually sent to people on the front. And, and if I'm not mistaken, it was French, yes. If you went to France, you could get these and you could also find the, the handkerchiefs that went with them. And soldiers would keep them as keepsakes obviously and this was something that would be sent during that time to someone who was at war. So handkerchiefs have a long history I mean they've been everywhere from fashion to actual World War One battle on the front you know in the trenches when it was scary and all the way up into a little Carmel girls purse going to church at Mount Calvary on Seven Mile with a 50 cent piece and a hidden piece of candy for Sunday school. So, you know, handkerchiefs have a long history. Handkerchief cards have a very long history. I really recommend you maybe kind of check them out. I think you'll enjoy it. I think it's something that you could start as a tradition in your home or in your family. You could definitely have a handkerchief card party and a swap and that would be something else that would be really hardcore cottagecore core. Um, as an activity that you could do this summer or spring that would make you just stand out and pop well this was a longer episode than you might have been expecting for about a little thing like a handkerchief card we went down the memory lane we talked about different kinds of handkerchiefs. We talked about different cultures. We went around uh, the Detroit area a little bit and Detroit specifically. We went out of Detroit when we decided to talk about Hamtramck and 15 Mile. But we, we covered a lot of ground here on Just a Little Craft and I hope you'll start collecting them. I hope you might take your hand at making one. If I got a chance, I'm gonna share it in the in the Shire online on Facebook. Uh, a couple of images of a handkerchief scarf. I can find a video on how to make one I'll put it in the group. I, as a matter of fact, I might just do that instead. It, it shows that show that so you'll have a good chance to see it. I love sharing fun little things like this with my friends and we're friends, right? And I look forward to seeing you here next time on my Magical Cottagecore Life. Oh, and just so you know, there is a book from our podcast on Amazon. It is a book of quick recipes on uh amazon it's called look under my magical cottage cottagecore life and look at a, a a quick recipe book i think it's i think that's what it's called i can't i'm having a moment and i'm having a 50 52 year old moment so give give me a moment here but um yeah look for us on amazon all right see you next time